Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. What have you been up to lately, Corrine? Oh, just working, working, working. And I'm so excited as anyone would be right now because I am just in the stages of finalizing a fam trip um, to Cancun, Riviera Maya. I think we're going to be staying at Hard Rock. And I'm super excited about that. But I'm also very excited about hopping up to Isla Holbosch. I've been dying to do that. And so there's like transportation company that I want to try out. Um, got a good agent rate at a hotel. I think that I can sell packaged through vacation express very easily. So I, I bought your course fan with intention, like quite a while ago. Um, but I've been working so much on the courses that I've been working on. I haven't had time. So I'm so excited to like dive into the course and make this fam everything that it can be and create a lot of content and uh, hopefully get my clients foaming at the mouth to head, which is <laughs> like Isla Holbosch is a little something different, right? I think a lot of right. people are struggling because they don't feel comfortable going very far. But they want something that's a little out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited to follow everything that you tell me to do in the course and um, nail it. <laughs> have you do. been to Have you been to any of the Hard Rock properties in Cancun? No, I haven't. And actually, that's kind of why I want to do it. So I, for some reason, I have a natural resistance to it. It doesn't sound like my cup of tea. But I really love to have my mind changed. And we sell tons and tons of Royal Caribbean. And I think it could be like a natural transition for people who aren't ready to go back to cruising yet. Um, and I, I always think back to a couple years ago, I was given a cabin on a Holland America cruise and I had real definite opinions about what Holland America was and I was wrong and I loved it. So it was such a great experience and I'm always looking like change my mind, like excite me. So I'm, I'm super pumped to do that. Um, and we'll get to tour Unico too, which I'm dying to see. I feel like that's a great Oh, I love Unico, for, as you know. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. went on a fam with our BDM, Dan, and we called it the Dan fam. Um, and those <laughs> of y'all who have been on a Dan fam know that it's always really fun. Um, but I also had my opinions about the Hard Rock Resorts too. And then I stayed at one on the fam. And it was so different than going to a resort for a conference, because when you're at a conference, you're really not able to enjoy the resort. But, you know, on this fam, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And I can see why people with families love staying here. And even if you don't have a, even if you don't have kids, it's still a really great time. The spa was amazing. Um, And they have all these really fun activities. Um, Like we did this thing called music lab where we were able to each learn individual instruments to play a particular song. And they made a music video out of it. And it was incredible. And so I already know how to play piano. So I was like, let me go try something that I don't know how to play. So I had a bass guitar. Never learned how to play a bass guitar before in my life. And I was taught how to play it. And 
other attendees on the fam played other instruments and we brought it all together and it was such a great experience and the song sounded amazing so if you get a chance to try music lab i highly recommend it definitely (laughs) in i'm excited yeah so i'm super pumped about planning that i'm just waiting for the final dates and i'm diving into the planning um i already live in mexico as everyone knows so it's the whole testing requirements and stuff isn't really a thing for me. And we're going to see how it works out with my team because they're all moms and it gets tricky with the idea of potentially being stranded and quarantined. And uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping by next month, everyone's feeling more comfortable, but we just have to see how it goes. So uh, it's really given me some juice though. I'm really, (laughs) it's really, Very exciting. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing all your content from your fam. I'm going to do everything you say. So (laughs) good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So what's been going on with you? Um, Home renovations. Pretty much Mm -hmm. the bulk of everything is done. Um, We moved pretty much everything back into the house and my office is still a mess, but at least my desk and computer stuff is set up so I'm able to do some work while trying to ignore the 10 plus boxes behind me. (laughs) I'll Mm -hmm. unpack eventually, but I'm glad that the majority of it is already finished because it was very stressful for that week of not being able to work at my actual desktop and have all my stuff that I need around me. So glad it's done. Yeah, it's never, I I like to say that I like to mix things up, but I at my heart, I love routine. And actually that is why I, over the few years, ended up working my way into a computer setup that is packable because I am so thrown off if I have to use a different, like a smaller laptop or something. Like I need my setup to be consistent all the time or it just feels like everything takes me forever. So over the years I got a new laptop. I got a sliding second monitor because I need a second monitor. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth it. I do use an external mouse and keyboard. Those are Bluetooth and everything fits in a backpack. So now even when I travel, I can still have my same setup. So it took a little bit of getting used to the smaller screens, all of that, but it's worth it because I don't like to have my routine disrupted when I'm trying to get work done. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I saw your setup once and I'm like, Ooh, I think I need that. (laughs) I, over the years I, I got it all set up and now it's perfect. Um, but you know, eventually things will need replacing. I'm sure by the time I've refined it completely, but I really do. I feel like when you're traveling is the time when you want to be able to be your most efficient if you need to do work, but I was in it taking double the time or more because I was working with a different setup. So mm-hmm. I'm nuts. <laughs> hey, but it works. I mean, going from a two monitor to one monitor of a laptop is definitely a jolting thing. And you're like, why yes. can't I do what I need to do? <laughs> yep. Um, just in case anyone's interested, because I always get comments on my photos. If you go to my travelbizboss.com website under tools I use, there is actually a link to the sidetrack monitor, which is what I, the sliding second monitor. It's, it's wonderful. It's a gem. And they actually have new ones now that swivel and I have like the first iteration of it and they've made improvements. 
Before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. So Travel Age West, they have this ongoing, um, I guess they call it research and surveying of travel advisors. It's their need to know research. And most recently, they had something very interesting. Um, Their topic was travel advisors support strict COVID-19 testing requirements. And so their their survey that was sent out to um, about 500 advisors, they said that 82% who replied to the survey said, or 82% of the nearly 500 advisors who replied to the survey, they say they have had clients ask about COVID-19 testing. And 85% say that their clients are confused, very or somewhat confused about the need and process for testing. And I know when that first came out, everyone was confused about what the testing requirements were. And I will say that our suppliers have done a great job with responding to those testing requirements and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just news publications like Travel Age West and, um, you know, Travel Pulse and Travel Market Report, the, the folks that we use for a lot of our resources, they have been on the ball with reporting on the, the latest updates and ASTA has been great as well. So in this survey, they found that a lot of advisors, more than half, they are in support of requiring COVID testing before travel because they said that their clients would feel more comfortable knowing that um, things like airlines were requiring negative COVID tests because then they feel more confident and there's more peace of mind for them whenever they're traveling. Right. And there's actually a second Travel Age West article that goes right with this that asks, is the travel industry opposed to requiring negative COVID-19 tests for domestic travel? So that's like a whole other branch of this. And it's interesting. It's interesting to read the different points of view from different travel advisors. So a lot of it's going to depend on who your clients are. Mm -hmm. Some clients are obsessed with the idea that what if I get trapped there? What if I test positive and now I can't come home? And then other clients, other groups of clients are more like, yes, the more precautions they're taking, the safer I feel going there. So you're going to see both sides of that. For me personally, whatever we need to do to get back to normal quicker, I'm for it. And I'm really tired of dragging things out by just like trying to go on business as usual, pretending like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. It's just making this last forever. And I am really, really ready to rip the Band-Aid off, lock it down or Mm -hmm. test whatever we need, whatever restrictions are necessary so that then we can start back on the road to recovery, I, whatever that is, you know, right. and I've noticed too, there's tons of travel advisors that months ago would say, I'm not taking a vaccination. And now are like, if I can travel, I will take the vaccination, <laughs> you know, like attitudes are changing. People are looking at the vaccine as a, as a step towards being able to travel like normal. Um, and I think this testing requirement is sort of like, the step between that. I said, I think on the last episode, um, just my opinion, not based on any research. I am wondering if this testing is sort of like the backdoor way to start introducing the vaccination passport and saying like, maybe if you have the vaccine, 
uh, you don't have to have these tests. And so people might be more likely to get the vaccine so they can travel. And I was just reading yesterday that this Johnson and Johnson vaccine, that's the one dose one that's not as effective. Was it, I don't know if it was specific to that vaccine, but there's research supporting that the vaccine will help with the stop of spreading, which they didn't think at first. So that's huge news because it's the spreading that we need to get under control in order to open the world back up. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah. I think if we are going to have these COVID testing requirements and, um, you know, according to the survey, advisors are saying that 54% of their clients are going to be more likely to book a trip if testing is required. So with that being said, I know different states have different accessibility in terms of getting a COVID test, but I think one of the things that we need to look into is figuring out easier ways to acquire a COVID test and to make it not so expensive to get one and to make it a smoother process versus, you know, what it what it's currently at right now. I mean, it's better than what it was last year. But I think we still need to have better accessibility for people to get tested. Um, it, I feel like that's a, a, big, um, a big challenge for people, especially for families. Oh, for sure. Well, trying to wade through all the different policies of the different resort brands, because obviously a lot of people have been booking all-inclusive packages to Mexico because Mexico doesn't have a lot of restrictions. And these hotels, by and large, have really stepped up to offer testing and quarantine accommodations, but there's like little ins and outs that you really have to pay attention to for your clients. And some hotels are really nailing it. They're just like period free tests. You can stay here for 14 days. And then some are like, we're charging for tests and uh, we're going to ship you to the airport hotel to quarantine. And like, so we have to be really on top of what the exact procedures are. And I actually have to dive into that today for a Jamaica resort and um, hotel Eshkoret because there's a little bit of confusing information and like some additional insurance plan that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I have to clarify all of that. Um, But some resorts are really just like, we got you, we have your back, Mm -hmm. period, end of story. And some is like, you have to dig a little, make sure you're giving your clients the right information. And even then, it's so hard because the clients I'm inquiring about are not traveling until March and so much can change before then. So I'm going to try to get them concrete information for now, but I have to be so careful to say, listen, this could change. Like, and all my clients have canceled for any reason insurance. So it's like, (laughs) I'm like, please, please go. But they have to make the decision that's right for them. Yeah. I have folks who are planning or they are scheduled to go to Unico on the 18th. And we are at that cusp where we don't know what the quarantine stuff is going to be like in terms of policy for folks coming back into the U.S. I mean, that was the big news, you know, a week, week and a half ago about a potential mandatory quarantine for people coming in from international areas into the U.S. So we're just holding our breaths like, hey, do we need to reschedule? Because they um, purchased these vouchers back when AIC was having like the, the voucher promotion. So, you know, they had very flexible terms. And so it's like, do we need to reschedule? You know, what, what do we need to do? And if we reschedule, we don't really know what the policies are going to be later on down the line. So it's a tough situation, but we're used to waiting for information at this point. 
Well, yeah, I just just booked a honeymoon for June, and I think it must just be like nervous bride syndrome. She emailed me yesterday. I'm getting really concerned. Did we take the insurance? And I feel bad because I'm like, I really have nothing to offer you in terms of solid information for what it will be like in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her specific concerns were that Mexico was going to close borders and and require quarantine, and that I could speak to and be like, uh, I would be shocked. I can't I can't predict the future, but I would be shocked. Mexico's mm-hmm. been handling tourism beautifully. The last thing they want to do is close the borders and stop. You know, and I didn't say, and everyone starved to death in the state of right, Quintana right. Roo, you know, like, um, and I was able to comfort her and like, yes, you do have insurance. So please just don't worry. And I'm going to keep you posted as information may come, comes along, but there's really just is no way to know mm-hmm. how the resorts will be handling things, what kind of testing will be required for June. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's February. So yeah, it may as well be two years down the line for all we know. <laughs> With exactly. what can change from now until June. I feel like, you know, we just had Groundhog Day a couple days ago and people joke about Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day but this year just felt different to me because you hear about new border closures, you know, for like Tahiti and Borbor and other French territories. And I'm like, oh shoot, more border closings. It's like <laughs> last year again this year, but I feel like we're going to handle it a lot better this year because we have more tools to manage like COVID testing and vaccines. And now we kind of know what to expect. If that makes sense. <laughs> expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is, you know, uh, I noticed some people express some frustration, like in the Facebook groups, you know, they're really shutting down the travel industry. This really hurts us. And the fact of the matter is, yes, they probably are trying to stop people from traveling until we get things under control. And I go back to my opinion, which is like, while that hurts me in the short term, I'm looking at the long game. So if that's what it takes, then I'm on board. And we can see that in Canada, um, and I have this in excess baggage, you know, it's like, if you travel somewhere, you will spend a minimum of $2,000 when you get back to be tested and quarantined while the test is processed. Like they're just saying, it's, it's saying don't travel without saying don't travel. It's mm-hmm. making it extremely difficult. I can't imagine that happening in the U.S., but, um, you know, I do think that a lot of these policies and measures are to discourage people from traveling so that we can get the spread under control. Now, I'll go back to where as I'm looking at things, I can't find evidence that the issue is coming in from outside. So I'm not real sure why we are um, going at it from that angle. But Mm -hmm. I just feel like if we take some drastic measures, maybe that will do the trick and (laughs) we can get back to normal. And I'm desperate to get back to normal. Yeah, or some semblance of it anyway. (laughs) Yes, the new normal. Um, In Travel Weekly, um, this is an opinion piece. Uh, It's about the biggest post-pandemic challenge in travel. And this article lays out that one of the biggest challenges is maintaining the relationships that we've created with not just our colleagues, but specifically with our suppliers and our BDMs. Because whenever we go to conferences or FAMs or travel in general, 
we're meeting with people from like hotel managers. And if you're on a fam, you're creating that relationship with your, you know, your BDM, whatever it is, we are creating relationships that we hope later on down the line will benefit us. And it's like a mutually beneficial thing. But with the pandemic here and people being furloughed, hotels closing down, like small boutiques closing down, like we're seeing it's like a bloodbath in some cases where I remember those one time last year, I was just, I mean, I know a lot of travel advisors feel the same, but it was just like heartbreaking to see BDMs that you have established relationships with and that you oftentimes become good friends with. Exactly. You know, leave, get furloughed. And in in, in an industry where relationships are so important, that would be one of the biggest challenges post-pandemic is like, who, you know, who is our BDM, our new BDM for one? Who do we talk to? Who do we develop relationships with moving forward after the pandemic, knowing that things are, are so, that there's so much change so quickly? Well, and forget post-pandemic, during the pandemic, we're all struggling with it. It's like, you don't even know who to reach out to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need assistance or like, my business partner and I became very good friends with our Uniworld rep, Pam, and I know you loved her too. Love her. Um, and she was, you know, a victim to the downsizing and I still stay close with her. And one of our team members just booked a whole group on a, on an Egypt Nile river cruise for 2022. And it was like, she needed, they had a lot of very specific questions. And like, if Pam were still there, it would have been so easy for, for us, uh, Pam probably would have gotten on a Zoom with them and like knocked their socks off. But I was like, I don't even know who to reach out to. And when she was calling reservations, those people didn't feel terribly knowledgeable. And, you know, we're looking at YouTube videos and we're like trying to figure out the answers to these questions. And it stinks. Like, and I, I didn't want to get too hung up on like, oh, you know, last year I would have had no problem, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> this is just the reality now. During the pandemic, it's really tough. And then post-pandemic, trying to rebuild all those relationships is tricky. I mean, I think first and foremost, we have to make some effort to figure out who is our point person now and Mm -hmm. and reach out to them when you don't need anything. Just be like, hey, I'm Kareem from Journeys Travel. I really love your product. I want to make sure that we have a relationship going forward. Mm -hmm. How are you handling things? What, you know, what should I know? Like, not... I'm having trouble with a refund. Hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Help me. You know what I mean? Like we need to be proactive in rebuilding relationships, even though that person might be gone in a month or three months or something. But like our relationships is one of the biggest reasons why we are so valuable to the consumer. So like we need to make that a job of ours. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, I really agree with that. And one of the things I've been so grateful for is technology that we have today. I mean, imagine trying to go through this pandemic before social media, before video calls, before any of this stuff. And, you know, social media gets a bad rap, but that's how I've been staying connected and close to a lot of the BDMs, even if they were furloughed, even if, you know, even if it's temporarily furloughed, permanently furloughed. I love being able to still keep up with their lives and remind them that, Hey, I still care about you, even though 
we're no longer in the same industry, or I know you're furloughed for the next, you know, four months, but I'm still going to message you on Instagram, you know, follow all your, you know, one of, one of the contacts that I have with our Japan uh, tour operator that I work with, we're friends or we follow each other on Instagram and she's a trail runner in Colorado. So I still, you know, follow her. I like her stuff, engage with her and we're pretty much social media friends. And so when she left, I was still able to maintain that relationship. And so she's very happily like back in the office now. And so I feel like we never really stopped talking to each other, if that makes sense. And I'm so grateful to be able to have these tools to stay in touch. And actually, now that you bring that up, I, I find social media to be an excellent way to shoot a quick message to Mm -hmm. a BDM that is still working and you know they're just getting beat up and pounded every day and extend a compliment. And I find myself doing it quite a bit actually with our carnival rep because she truly is a ray of sunshine and a light in all the darkness. And I feel like every once in a while, I just want to send her a message and say, you're incredible. I I don't know how you keep your attitude (laughs) going, you know, like just, I don't care if she responds. And I usually say that to people like, don't, you don't need to respond. I just want you to know that I see what you're doing. It's incredible. And, um, you know, there's always the fear of seeing like you're sucking up, but I would never send that if it wasn't an authentic feeling. And I just feel like now is a time that you can reach out to your existing relationships that are still intact and continue to build those when these people are just getting slammed from every angle. And of course, particularly cruise line reps, like they are just really suffering right now. And they're all sitting on a bubble, right? They're, they're working now, but they don't know for how much longer. And um, so I would definitely recommend that you make a point from time to time to just send somebody a compliment and leave it at that. Yeah. And imagine how good you feel if you have clients that reach out to you. Cause I've had clients saying, you know, thank you so much for everything you've done for me during this pandemic, helping me reschedule, helping me cancel and get refunds. I mean, whenever someone sends that to me, I don't feel like they're sucking up in any way. It's more like, Hey, they notice and they see me and they see how hard I'm working when a lot of the world has no idea what travel advisors are going through right now. So if you take a minute, send a message to your BDM or any supplier that you've worked with and just, you know, let them know that you appreciate them. And it, it can help so much when they're there, they might be going through a bad day. So yeah. Who doesn't want to feel seen for the hard work yeah. that they're doing? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants that. Yes. And it takes four seconds. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, should we move on to some excess baggage? You bet. All right, it's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. So this is not an auspicious start. (laughs) (laughs) According to Travel Pulse, Tahiti is shutting down tourism to combat COVID-19. They also report that sister companies, American Queen Steamboat Company and Victory Cruise Lines became the first U.S. cruise lines to announce they will require proof of COVID-19 vaccinations from all passengers and crew members given at least 14 days before boarding the ships. And one more from them says that Iceland will begin allowing travelers from approved countries to skip the mandatory testing and quarantine period if they show proof of being vaccinated. That's super exciting. Travel Weekly reports that Canada will quarantine travelers and suspend flights to Mexico and the Caribbean. Trudeau said, in addition to the pre-boarding test Canada already requires, 
The government will be introducing mandatory PCR testing at the airport for people returning to Canada. Travelers will then have to wait for up to three days at an approved hotel for their test results at their own expense, which is expected to be more than $2,000. Trudeau said those with negative test results will then be able to quarantine at home under significantly increased surveillance and enforcement. They also report that the Senate has confirmed former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg as Secretary of Transportation, Buttigieg takes over a 55,000-person department responsible for key pandemic and post-pandemic issues, including transportation infrastructure, air travel safety, and U.S. train networks. And they also report that Princess Cruises will offer sports betting on board. Passengers can place bets with the Ocean Sportsbook when the ship is in international waters or wherever permitted by law. They can also place bets on their competitions or uncompetitions that occur after their voyage. An article from Travel Age West states that Celebrity Cruises is already looking to 2022 for a triumphant return to the Mexican Riviera from Los Angeles. New seven and eight night itineraries aboard Celebrity Millennium will be the first from the line after eight years away from the region. A total of 12 sailings are scheduled from late September through mid-December. Travel Market Report says that G-Adventure's new product aims to meet the demand for longer trips. They have launched a new collection of 36 culturally immersive mini-adventures. These two to six day short breaks with experiences across 28 cities in 19 countries can be booked as extensions to an existing G-Adventures tour or as a standalone for those wanting to make the most of an extended stay in the city they are visiting. According to Travel Agent Central, the Travel Institute and Wellness Tourism Association have released a new wellness travel specialist course to enable travel advisors to meet the demands of a growing segment focused on incorporating healthful elements into travel plans. And one last one from afar, the Japanese Prime Minister renewed his determination to host the postponed Tokyo Olympics this summer as a symbol of human victory over the pandemic. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles you referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge, and we'll link those in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, or you, if you'd just like to say hello, please shoot us a hey. DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. And we love your messages. Yes, we do. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.